Welcome to the About Seth podcast, where we're talking all things Seth Godin. Today, I'm talking about my favorite Seth Godin book, The Dip. This is actually my third favorite book of all time out of the 120 or so that I've read behind Seven Habits of Highly Effective People and How to Win Friends and Influence People. And this is number three, The Dip. And I'm going to start off with a free uh, excerpt, I guess, a free little uh, ebook called Pushing Through the Dip, which is 11 pages long and some of the best stuff in the book, The Dip. And then the subsequent episodes will be my breakdown of the full book, The Dip. If you would like to grab a free copy of that free PDF that Seth wrote summarizing the best stuff, you can grab that at aboutseth.com slash free. And if you want to jump straight in and grab the dip, head to aboutseth.com slash books. And let's get stuck in because I, I love this book. Pushing Through the Dip by Seth Godin, How to Become Best in the World. The first part, the relentless rush to be mediocre. We're settling. We're getting along. We believe we're doing the best we can. Instead, we should be striving to become the best in the world. People defend the status quo and they defend the inevitability of it. But it's, it's not inevitable. We've been taught that the world needs joiners and followers, not just leaders. We've been taught that fitting in is far better than standing out. We've been taught that good enough is good enough, but it's not. It's becoming a a winner-take-all world. The benefits that accrue to someone who is the best in the world are orders of magnitude greater than the crumbs they save for the average, no matter how hardworking the average may be. I've never met anyone who needed to settle for being average. Best is a slot that's available to everyone somewhere. If you understand what was at stake, then you'd quit. You'd you'd quit early and you'd quit often. You'd do whatever was necessary not to get stuck in the dip to cease to be mediocre. Our culture celebrates superstars. The rewards are heavily skewed to the best. Number one gets 10 times the benefit of number 10 and 100 times the benefit of number 100. Welcome to the short head is the next section. You might be familiar with the concept popularized by Chris Anderson of the long tail. And the long tail suggests that we're moving away from a small number of super popular products at the head and towards the mass and volume of the long tail. Everyone gets a shot at grabbing a slice of that long tail. But Seth wants us instead to focus back on that short head at the top of the curve. The short head is a profitable, big, juicy share of the market. People today have more options, but less time. There is more demand for our limited attention and focus. So rather than spending time searching and comparing, we just go straight to the best person. When you visit a new town, you don't look for a typical restaurant. You ask a local for the best place to eat. When you're hiring a new team member, you don't hire someone with an average resume. You conduct a thorough screening process to identify the best possible applicant. 
With limited time or opportunity to experiment, we intentionally narrow our choices to those at the top. The next section, the real reason number one matters. And scarcity makes being at the top worth something. There's only room for a very limited few at the top, so we tend to be willing to pay more for those that stand out. Scarcity is created by the hurdles that markets and societies have set up. Having hurdles means that most competitors quit long before they make it to the top. That's the way it's supposed to be, and the system depends on it. The next section, the best in the world, question mark. (laughs) Should I say the best in the world? Anyone who's going to hire you, buy from you, recommend you, vote for you, or do what you want them to do is going to wonder if you're the best choice. They want you to be the best in the world. Now, the best means the best for them right now based on what they believe and know. And in the world means in their world, the world that they have access to. So, for example, if you need a doctor and you're looking for the best of the world, your world is a geographic area that you can get to for an appointment. If you're looking for a graphic designer, your world becomes a lot larger because you don't need to physically be with that designer and you could find someone online and describe what you need. The mass market is dying. There is no longer a best song or a best kind of coffee. Now, there are millions of micro markets each having their own best and best is subjective, of course. The consumer gets to decide who's the best, not you. And the world is selfish. It's the world that's defined by convenience and what's convenient for the buyer, not for you. The world is getting larger as we have greater access and more products and more competition. But at the same time, the world is getting smaller because categories are getting more specialized and niches are getting tighter. There are more worlds and more places for you to win by becoming the best. The next section, so, with a question mark, conceptually it makes sense. It's obvious that we should all want to be number one in our world, but we're not. We're already doing everything we can think of to be the best. We're already working all the hours we can work. We've already borrowed all the money we can borrow. We've already tried everything we can possibly do. Or have we? Thinking about the dip. The reason that being the best in the world is worth so much is that so few can do it. Scarcity carries a premium. The dip is the long slog between starting and mastery. But that long slog is actually a shortcut. It's what gets you to where you want to go faster than any other path. The dip is the difference between the easy beginner technique and the expert approach. The dip is the long stretch between beginner's luck and real accomplishment. The world doesn't want too many unmotivated people attaining success. So we've set up dips as a screen to keep the wrong people out. At the beginning, when you first announce a new project, you get all kinds of positive feedback and support. And after you, you start to see a few initial wins. But after some of those initial wins, you may realize that you're doomed. Things aren't going your way. You're not winning. That could be the dip. This is a point where nearly everyone quits. This is where it gets hard. Those who can get through the dip 
and pop out the other side are very few and far between. And it's this scarcity that gives them incredible value. It's easy to be a CEO. What's hard is getting there. People dream of the untold riches and power that accrue to the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. But if you look at the resume of a typical CEO, you'll see a 25-year dip. A quarter of a century of sucking up, keeping their head down, doing what they're told, hitting their numbers, working longer hours than everyone else, and people-pleasing day after day, year after year, until they were one of the few remaining viable candidates, as everyone else quit long ago. If it were easy to get there, too many people would be qualified for the job, and the CEOs wouldn't get paid that much because anyone could do it. Scarcity is a secret to value. If there wasn't a dip, there'd be no scarcity. Successful people don't just ride out the dip. They don't just buckle down and, and survive it. No, they lean into the dip. They push harder, changing the rules as they go. Just because you know you're in the dip doesn't mean you have to happily live with it. Dips don't last quite as long when you whittle at them. And the final section of this, this free little ebook. So here's the big idea. The way you become the best in the world is by quitting the stuff where you can't be the best. By eliminating what you can't be the best at, you free up your resources to invest heavily in getting through the dip in the areas in which you can. It's simple. Quit the dead ends and invest in the dip. You can't do everything. Breadth isn't the point. The point is that in a world of infinite choice, in a world where the best in the world is worth more and more every single day, the only chance you've got is to find a dip and embrace it. It's your best ally. The harder it is to get through, the better chance you have of being the only one to get through it. Sticking with something just so you can become mediocre at it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And that was Pushing Through the Dip. You can grab a free copy of that. It's only 11 pages or so at aboutseth.com slash free. And in the next couple of episodes, I'll be breaking down The Dip by Seth Godin. Thank you for listening to the About Seth podcast. I hope you learned something along the way. I strongly urge you to check out more Seth Godin. You could either buy one of his books check out one of his TED Talks or subscribe to his daily blog or go to aboutseth.com.